I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host Julie and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. If you follow The Bubbling Adventure on Instagram, you probably saw the beautiful Egyptian landscape I have been sharing for the past few days. It is 7am and I am sitting on the floor chatting to Hansel from an oasis in the Sahara. You will be able to hear the cow mooing and the birds chirping throughout the episode and I hope it will allow you to travel as well. Hansel has lived in many different countries since childhood, including Germany, Turkey, the United States, Egypt, the UAE, Oman and many more. And he still lives a nomad lifestyle. We talk about the importance of traveling, how his childhood shaped his character, how the eldest kid leads the way and the importance of taking it one day at a time. He also shares his view on the best values to pass down to kids and healing our relationship with our parents. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this type of content, you should definitely subscribe as there is a new episode every Thursday morning. The best way to support this podcast is to write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts, but Spotify now has a feature where you can leave a five star. It literally takes two seconds, but it is very helpful. But without further ado, let's begin. Faisant cette chanson. Maman, papa, maman, papa. Hi, Enzo. How are you today? How are you, Julie? How's everything? Very good. Very happy to be chatting with you today. Thank you for joining. Thank you for inviting me. That's, I'm super happy to be on this podcast. And good luck with it. Thank you. Would you please be able to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm Enzo. And I work in the travel business, and I like to introduce myself as I, as the thing that I like to do is to take people to nature, and to show them, basically their own selves through nature, sort of, and connect them a little bit to their instinctual pattern. Um, yeah. And how did you get to there? So maybe if we go back to you as a kid. 
where did you grow up, how was your upbringing and so on? So I, uh, I was born in Germany and one thing that is, uh, that's been consistent throughout my life is moving from one place to the other. So we were mm -hmm. born in Germany, then I'm originally Egyptian, both my parents are Egyptian, so we moved back to Egypt. Then later on I traveled on my own, I lived in about six countries afterwards. I lived in Pakistan, I lived in the States, lived in Indonesia, in Turkey, and in, in the Gulf in two countries, in the UAE and in Oman. And, and the thing that shaped most of my life, I would, I would uh, put it on two different aspects. Number one, that my parents were so much invested in academia, so mm. it was super important for us to to be always studying and to be having higher grades and, mm -hmm. and but also to be at a good level of understanding for our subjects so I, I always ace the science classes or mathematics classes or geography classes so that helped us to be always and, and I mean by us as our family to be always scientific in the way how we approach things and that was mm -hmm. that would be the first thing so whenever I'm doing my truck my trips or nature then I would be always uh, approaching it from a scientific perspective or there is a process a scientific process to it mm -hmm. and the second thing is moving from one place to the other so I changed schools four times even when I was in Egypt mm -hmm. I've traveled to different countries so that always gives me a a better like an eagle view I always say to the things that are happening I always see it from different perspectives uh, from a perspective of a different culture because I lived also in Asia I lived in Europe and I lived in in the States and in Africa so it gives you a bit of a perspective to what is how do people approach the same subject from different um, point of views per yes. se so I would say these are the two things that influence how up my upbringing or how I came to doing what I'm doing today. I can imagine, I mean, it's amazing to move from one country to the other. And that's something that I think is also great in a way that your parents were, you know, really, for them it was very important that you were doing good at school because sometimes when traveling it's a little bit complicated because I assume that you were then learning the language when you were moving to a new country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we languages were, were important, but it was more around how how is science being harnessed in each country that we okay. were in, or each country I lived in, per se. Yes, I yeah I studied most of the languages in the countries I was in. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm great at languages, but I have have a few languages that I can understand and comprehend. You know. mm. And where are your parents now? Where did they settle? So they're supposed to be settled between Egypt and Germany. Okay. Uh, but then once the pandemic started, we we settled in in Cairo. Mm -hmm. So they've they are in Cairo now for the past two years. They haven't moved anywhere mm -hmm. for the past two years. Yeah, sounds a bit nicer than Germany, to be honest. <laughs> 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 That's great. Yes, and so you are now working and traveling the world so this is something that you then picked up as a kid and you wanted to to continue what made you want to travel as a job no i was actually for so from the age of 16 i started working heavily on 
I wanted to develop my career and I wanted to be a CEO by the age of 30 and that was my idea and if you'd see the countries I've lived in were pretty capitalist in terms of like I started in the States my career and then ended in Dubai uh, where, mm-hmm. where it was pretty I was focused on my corporate career and but then there was something like there was a bright light that was happening in this corporate career is every month or every two months or so I would take a trip to somewhere or when I was living in Turkey I would every weekend travel and come back to the city I used to live in Ankara so we we went all around Turkey back then we were a group of us and I realized one thing that the highlight of my life was when we would explore a new place and exploration was a big deal in my life because we lived in different places so I was used to being unfamiliar to the place I'm in mm-hmm. and sort of I started developing comfort in the uncomfortable or in the uncertainty of the things so I would always throw myself into what I don't know or unlike other people who would always tend to resort back to their comfort I would always jump into the uncomfortable and doing and that's by being in a different country people that I don't know people that don't speak my language I'd use my body language I would try food that I don't know mm-hmm. and so on and so forth and bit by bit I would be exploring mountains on my own like in Georgia for a week or I'd be in Nepal on my own and then bit by bit I realized that maybe other people would be keen to do that with me and I started doing that on the side while I was doing my corporate job and I was doing sales back then and then bit by bit I realized that this is something that I could do instead of of having this one highlight in a week or hi- mm-hmm. one highlight every other month why don't I actually be doing it all the time so I thought of a way to be doing it all the time like it's the thing that I enjoy doing the most and then once I let go of my job and I started doing it no matter whether it's making money or not it wasn't a bigger deal but it was Mm -hmm. me doing the thing that I feel keeps me at my best all the time and and I once I did that I realized it was never about having it as a business it's always about me enjoying doing it and Mm -hmm. by having people who come along and they see this energy of someone who's enjoying it they started enjoying it and, and doing it and by having an experience in exploring the unexplored then it gives I realize that when people see the outcome of that they actually enjoy it likewise and they realize there's something special about being somewhere that is completely unfamiliar to us and and I sort of protect them from the uncertainties because Mm -hmm. this is my comfortable area so I make them comfortable even if we all of us don't know where we're going to Mm -hmm. so uh, they depend on me to handle the uncertainties or the uncomfortable where when I am comfortable the most so so then I've been doing that for three years Mm. no that's incredible I mean this trip that we're on (laughs) (laughs) only is uh, is great so yeah I guess all the others must be amazing as well but so this ability is something that you developed as a kid right and then you realize that it's kind of something that I would say like a a little edge that you have for example over people who haven't necessarily traveled as much so is it something that you still develop now or is just come naturally to you now yeah so I wouldn't say as a kid yeah I would say it's a process throughout my life I think you like let's say that our lives are like you're building a pyramid (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like 
and every single experience you're just adding a brick to that and what i and and i like to use the word experience for that because it's the experience like it's not very shallow it's not it's not an advice that you get from someone or it's not a, a lesson that you learn at school it's actually an experience that you go through with you, with all your senses consciously that actually builds up that pyramid of your life that you call your life and you might be thinking that you've reached somewhere but actually the pyramid is not complete until your life is complete mm-hmm. per se so so yes i i could think that today i'm way more experienced than when i started traveling in in 2006 or 2007 mm-hmm. but but if i would look forward i would realize that there's so much that i don't know as well still and there are more people that know better than me about there are so many things that i could still learn and i could still do but but i'm standing now way far that where i started so so yes as a kid definitely being in different places mm-hmm. it developed some interest and some curiosity in me but but definitely what i'm doing today has been evolving throughout my life to shape what is happening and even when i started doing it let's say this curve of learning has increased so much mm-hmm. and, and and yeah and that's why i'm doing what i'm doing today it's building up bit up building up the pyramid bit by bit mm-hmm. and, and doing it full time made this pyramid look a bit more brighter and a little bit bit more refined and a little bit more conscious like i know how i'm contributing to my own experience in life what i call a life experience and the life experience of others that come along and i'm blessed to have people that come along with me on my own life journey mm. Yeah, that's great because anyway, I think it would be pretty boring if, you know, you acquire something and then that's it. It's with you your whole life, you know, as in like even things that you're good at, you can still get better and learn more. And also, I guess, because you share so much with other people and traveling, it depends on the type of traveling, right? But like the traveling type that we're talking about now is something that is quite also vulnerable. And it's something that, and that's also your intent, right? To have people, you know, really relax and I don't know, ex- like we're exploring and so on, but it's it's different than other travels where you're just going to a resort and getting massages, you see what I mean? So I think it's great because obviously you're sharing loads with other people. You know about so many different subjects, but also you're learning from all the people that you meet along the way. So that's also a, a massive thing in your life, I assume. Absolutely. And I could take two different groups of people to the same exact place, do the same exact experience, and they're two totally different experiences. And and that's why I always use the term experience. I don't like to call it a trip or or uh, adventure or these kind of words because they're very shallow in their depth. But when you say experience, because we experience each other on a trip and then they experience the place and the place is experiencing us and so is the energy getting transformed from us, from our each other to each other, but then also from the place to ourselves and from ourselves to the place. So it becomes this basically coherent harmony harmonized dance of experience that everyone is experiencing together so mm-hmm. that's why you could have two different groups going to the same exact experience and you have a totally different I- experience out of it and you go like okay that was completely different than the last time because the people influence the experience itself and you think that you are the only person that is actually at 
holding the space or allowing this experience to unfold but you realize you're wrong because mm-hmm. it's everyone that's in the experience when while they're experiencing it together it's forming for each person for each individual person you could you could be thinking that the the person who's organizing the trip is the person who's actually um, speaking about it and he's, he's the one that's involved but you could have a, a side discussion with someone that influences the entire mm-hmm. experience and adds so much to you than, than even the person who's, who's explaining or the tour guide per se yes exactly and especially when there's a mix of culture and you know people coming from different places or yeah I guess it's it's always good to have conversations in general and I mean, I, I do think some trips are life-changing, you know, it's something that then you keep a little bit with you wherever you go. So especially in this day and age, I guess it's very useful. Uh, but to go back to a little bit more of the like upbringing part, are there like specific values that you think are very important to teach a kid, whether it's something that you received from your parents or, or not? The, what are the, the main values that are very important to you? Um, there are a few that I hold dear to myself, uh, but I have to be honest that they are, I, I cannot say that there are principles that need to be very rigid about mm-hmm. uh, about your life that you don't let go. But you realize as you grow older, there are things that you go back to and you still keep, keep to yourself. So one thing I always say is that if you will do one thing, you do it consciously or you do it mindfully. There's no point of doing something unconsciously and not contributing to your own life learning or so. It's better to, if you're going to engage in something, to be fully in it. And then the second value is experimentation. So one thing that academia has taught my parents is that there is nothing that is impossible or nothing that shouldn't be tried. Mm-hmm. I always like to, if somebody tells me, can we do that? I would go like, let's try, let's see how it will take us. There is, you try to unlock these mind blocks that we build or the taboos that we build up throughout our conditioning or throughout our life programming or our mental programming. You try and then you see, maybe you would learn something new or maybe it would hurt you sometimes or maybe you would get a bad experience out of it. But that's the only way you would learn what you would enjoy and what you should be experiencing in life. And these are the two values that I always lead my life with. Everything else is changing, transforming. I, I definitely could be holding an opinion at a certain moment or mm-hmm. could be holding a value that is very dear to me at a certain moment, but then it could change as I evolve. But these are the two things that I think throughout my life is being conscious and exploring as much as I could explore uh, and experimenting with things that in my past I would say, no, these are not, shouldn't be done or, or the outcome would be bad. I would now just go and do it and then see how the outcome will be, like be more sensory about it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's a great advice because sometimes it must push you out of your comfort zone, which is obviously a major tool to growing and, and learning so much about yourself and about the experience itself. So, yeah, I think it's it's amazing. So, for example, when you have kids someday, these are the two values that you will like try your best to pass down as much as you can right yeah and they're very the good thing about the the kids is that they are very experimental values right so i would tell them it rather than get what, what they say is that kids watch you doing the thing and they learn from you more than what they te- what you tell them so i could sit and tell a kid 100 times be conscious be mindful sit and then deepen the experience i tell them be sensory and go and try but actually Once he goes out and then plays with his friends, he realizes that if he likes football, he would do football very focused. And and I remember in my childhood, there were these kids that would be really good at the thing just because they enjoy it so much and they're super conscious about it and Mm -hmm. because they're doing it every day. So they're in the sensory conscious experience that I was talking about. And for kids, that's super easy. It's just all what you need to do is that you give them the space to do that. And yes. once you give them the space to do that, they realize it themselves. They're already conscious. They're already focused on the things they like to do. Like you see little girls when they're playing with their kitchenette or with their little houses, they would always try to be focused and then dress up the, the doll and then put it inside the house. Similar to boys when they're playing fight or with their like playing with their football or when they're playing volleyball they're super focused and, and very and sometimes they get very agitated and very angry at each other because they say like I'm taking this seriously I'm, mm-hmm. I'm super conscious about what I'm doing I'm not taking it lightly so it's just basically adding to their lives as many experiences as possible so taking them with you on an adventure taking them with you somewhere unfamiliar to them and then see how they sprout out of this experience is what I think could be a good way to uh, to raise your children with these two values. Yeah, that's amazing. And also, anyway, kids in general copy what their parents do. So, you know, a lot of uh, the time it's like, do what I say, not what I do, but it doesn't work. So I guess it's good that this is also something you can share together and just, you know, model to 
to the kids. Absolutely. And what relationship do you have currently with your family, with your siblings and, and parents? Uh, so I have a very, uh, I would say like three-layered families, mm -hmm. <laughs> I always call it. So I have my parents mm -hmm. and, and it's been a very nice evolving relationship. Now we are, I call it the unconditional love phase of our of our relationship like we had so ups so many ups and downs like everyone like the teenage years mm -hmm. and the 20s years when you are completely separated from your family and you're, you're building up your own personality but now they're growing older so they are a bit dependent on my existence in life as well i thought we always thought that parents are the guarding angels and they say but then you have the right to accept it or to disagree with it but then later on you realize that you could be a contributor to this relationship mm -hmm. as well and that's the phase I'm in and you can only lead by love uh, and the second layer in my in my family is my brother and my relationship I have only one brother and we have this friendship for I think about 20 years now mm -hmm. where where we build up on each other's experiences and we're always sharing either by WhatsApp or or when we talk over the phone he's having he's leading a completely different life than mine but he's always been a role model to me in, in sort of ways because he's six years older mm -hmm. so I always see his footsteps as something to learn from either to correct or some sometimes in life I thought that he's doing something that is that doesn't fit into my own life so I would we weren't not that close back then but then I always learned from him whether to do the thing or not to do it so he was always leading the way and I would see that and then now the new relationship with my niece and nephew where I'm seeing them sprouting and there's two very beautiful kids so I'm and and then I am in they are they're watching my pictures always and my videos mm -hmm. and I am I'm actually having this new relationship with them where 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 I actually see someone that could be at interested in what you're doing so I have to be also conscious when I mm -hmm. see them do, when I do the thing I'm doing in front of them so so these are the three layers that I call my family today right I think it's so interesting sometimes how kids when you're around kids you want to be the best version of yourself because you want to give the good example and you want them to be inspired in the best way possible so I think it's interesting and like on a side note it's not really related but something that sometimes I wonder is you know when about to eat something I'm like would I give this to my kids mm -hmm. if the answer is no then I oh. probably shouldn't eat it but wow. you see what I mean it's like oh. we want the best for kids and sometimes it helps us get the best wow. for ourselves something <laughs> Very nice. I, I've never, I, I've never heard this before, but it's so true in your nutrition. To actually think, nutrition think, or uh, anything really in life that you know, like would I? Would I do that in front of my kid, or uh -huh. would I? Would or I say this in front of him? And why am I saying? Um, or would I be happy if my kid was one day telling me they were, you know, like doing this mm -hmm. or behaving this way? You know, it's mm -hmm. really in a lot of things. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what is next for you? Um, I, I, I'm at a, I'm at this stage in my life where I don't look that far forward because my day to day is very exciting for me. So I, I don't have the gap or the need that normal people have where they need to look forward to something that mm -hmm. will bring in some light to their day to day. Because I try as much as possible to have my day to day very exciting or very fulfilling and very con and I'm very content by the end of the day. I always say that I. One key thing that I try to do consistently is to go to bed with a smile on my face or feeling a blessed heart that 
I've done the most and I've been the most uh, valuable person I could be for myself and for others every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been lucky to be able to lead my life this way. And, and that's already fulfilling me not to look super forward. But what I'm having is this coming weekend, I have a group coming to Egypt, a trip that I've been working on for two years mm. to take people throughout the spiritual journey of all the old ancient Egyptian civilization and how this civilization was built on spirituality purely. And I've been studying for so long on how what they did or what their deities represented to them or how did they value nature, what did the Nile present to them and what did how did they build the pyramids and so on. And I've been studying so much traveling around Egypt and reading about the temples and reading about deities. So I'm super excited about that. So that's the really close next thing to me and this like literally this coming weekend. So mm. so it's taking my mind a little bit. <laughs> Oh, that sounds incredible. Yeah. I, I hope, I, I mean, I, you know, I would like to be able to stick around because <laughs> that would be great. Always yeah, welcome. super, super interesting. Do you have any advice for the listeners? Yeah, it's just that life is a very valuable gift. I always believe that uh, we, we are not here haphazardly. That's one thing I know and one thing I believe we are here for. I wouldn't call it a reason, but we are here for a journey. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is something that brought us here to do something. And uh, I, I don't have to, we don't have to call it that there's something bigger than us. It could be something within us. It could be a drive that, that wake, wakes us up every day in the morning. It could be a drive that lets us do whatever we are doing every day. It doesn't matter what brought us here, but, but it's a gift that we're having every day. Every day we open our eyes, we're already gifted 24 extra hours that we could do a lot in. We have so many minutes and so many seconds. It's not worth it to be wasting that. It's like having, I don't know, in our materialistic life, we realize the same subject. You have, if you have $100, you would rather spend every dollar into something that makes you happy. But it's not about happiness. It's about how do you spend every single minute of the 24 hours being valuable to mm-hmm. yourself, adding something to yourself, but then adding something to that universe surrounding you. And the more we learn is, the more we are valuable to ourselves, the more we are valuable to others. And, and that's what, if I would tell one thing to anyone that could ever listen to me is, just live it that way. Be every day aware that there is something that you could be doing that could be different, that could add something to you and to others rather than waste this valuable time that you have, this valuable gift that you get gifted every single day. Yeah, so to make sure that I understand, every day is an opportunity to make many small decisions that are going to help you get better, right? It's a choice to just like get better as a human and sometimes it's the smallest, smallest decisions that can make an impact. Absolutely. That there's no shortcut. It's just making these small decisions every day. Absolutely. Mm. If also I feel like if you think of all of these as small decisions and you're trying to slowly but surely be more conscious, it's it feels like it's more doable than having to do a drastic, you know, change at once. It's just decision by decision. And that's the thing. The thing is, 
if you spend the time planning and thinking forward and having setting up this three years plan, you're wasting so much gifts that you're already having. Uh, but when you are in the doing of it and you're super conscious about what's happening and then, and you can do little corrections, like every single day you realize, no, I'm not enjoying doing that so much or, or this is draining my energy or that's me, I'm, I'm sad today. Then as Steve Jobs once said is that if, if I wake up every day and I ask every day I ask myself if today was the last day of my life would I be doing something different mm -hmm. if the answer was no too many days in a the row then I know that something has to be changed and and that's and that's the that's the core of it is if today was the last day of your life what would you be doing differently mm -hmm. and and you live by that and that was said mm -hmm. by so many by Confucius by Buddha by Muhammad so many people said this exact statement if today was the last day of your life what would you be doing differently and and then you you take you make the decisions accordingly not according to what's going to happen one in one month's time when you're going to move somewhere or you're going to change your job no it's actually today that's going to influence you're going to be different by doing these small steps and, and towards mm -hmm. and then it compounds right Like at the beginning, you have to do the work, and then it just compounds. Yeah. So. And you you would never see it forward. You will always be able to look in hindsight and say, "Well, I've come a long way." Mm -hmm. But but it it was always these small bricks that you're putting in your pyramid every single day that actually influence that big pyramid in the end. It's not it's not what you could accomplish. The, the amount of things you could accomplish in one month it's what you can do consciously every single day that actually if, when you look forward you go like oh, I've come a long way <laughs> that was, mm -hmm. and, that's, and then you feel good about your life and then you feel that your life was, was worth living which is a key thing it's so true and I think a lot of people judge themselves or you know especially with social media and so on when a lot of people believe that some have overnight success and you know it's like oh my god like they're lucky they have this they have that they're rich blah 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 it's overnight success and I don't believe in overnight success I think it's just like you cannot have a breakthrough without years of working You see what I mean? It's like you have to put in the, the work. And when I say work, it's, again, these small decisions that are going to lead you one way. So whatever the, the goal is in general, I think it just takes some time and then it just compounds. And that's why it seems easy sometimes for other people to be like, wow, like I would like to be like this, but it's just how they are. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a conscious decision. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So is there anyone who, whether you know them or not, you think either they had the, an interesting upbringing that shaped their life or are, you know, have interesting views on, on conscious parenting? Or yeah, so there is a couple that I know so well. Uh, the, the wife is a very interesting um, person in to me and but also to our society she's been one of the most influential uh, females in the Middle East for the year 2019 and 2018 her name is Yasmin Hilal and she started an organization called Educate Me mm. uh, she influenced children of local areas and suburbs to to have a different way of education so she was teaching them with 21st century education methodologies uh, and it's an NGO 
and and she is she's still the chairman of the organization but she left it now and she's doing actually modern education and a proper international school called compass in a german school and she's the ceo of that school here in egypt and 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 the way how she was raised and the way how i see her raising her daughter today and the way how she approaches her life we we follow her on social media and how she's doing things is very aligned to how she was brought up and how she's influencing the people around her in the in the field of education she's taking education to heart as well and she she's always giving a lot of education thoughts and i think she's a very interesting person that could be mm. be nice to talk to mm. for sure no she sounds amazing so thank you for the recommendation i i never heard about yasmin but i already love what she's doing so that's great Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. We will leave all your details in the description box or in the show notes so that uh, if you're listening from home, you can find Hanzo's uh, website, Instagram page and be inspired by his lovely travels. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for having me this morning. It's a lovely morning and the sun is rising so nicely. So we're going to go have some sun right now. Mm -hmm. So it was a good start before the sun. <laughs> Thank you so much, Enzo. Good day. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. 